Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yaquas Radio, is now on the air. I'll be your host, by name, your Israel, of Seed Royce, where we're doing a series called doing a series called Revealing the Number of the Beast 666, Edition, take number 118. This is a live broadcast, so um, we get ready to do what God might give us to do. And I can tell those, get in where you fit in at, because one thing about it, this ministry is going to roll because it's is led by Zechariah 914, YHWH. So long as you know you got your YHWH in front of you, then you have no fear of anything long as your YHWH is before you. All right, it's a live broadcast, but we do see on the left side, we think the elder in a minute ago. But right now, we don't, what we do, we put on a, a temporary tape until our, the elders come in the room, and then we'll get something going on. We'll go live shortly after the elders come into the room and do their part. So one thing about those here, those things are always ready. I'm always ready to do my part. Cause remember. We got a statement in the Bible. It talks about in Acts 13. It's something. In fact, let me read that real quick. It talks about something in Acts 26. 26. No, 13. It's a statement written in, in the book of Acts, chapter 13. And it makes a profound statement. In Acts 13, let's see what it says. Around uh, it says, men and brothers, children of the stock, the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and whosoever among you fears from Yahweh, to you is the word of this salvation sent. 27. For they that dwell at Judah, southern kingdom, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, and their fathers, 
they knew not. They knew him not, nor yet the voice, the voices of the seer, which are read every Sabbath day. You see what he say? According to prophecy in Yahweh's word, you will hear the voice of the seer every Sabbath day. You know, the Sabbath day is um, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. And one thing to fulfill prophecy, you always going to hear them. And what time the Sabbath day is? Well, that's a big dignitary change. What time the, Sabbath, the Bible Sabbath day is? Let's find out. For your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath. Yeah. Off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday Sunday. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here. But, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. And the time we're in right now, it is the closing of the first day of the week. See, this is really when the sun sets. Remember, the Bible worship day, when going into Friday, that is the beginning, when the sun sets, that is the beginning of the Almighty's worship day. That is the beginning of it. When you're going into Friday, like when you know when you get your paycheck on Friday, and then as it starts dawn, getting dark, that is the, the beginning. That's called the morning of the Sabbath day. And then it goes all the way around. You know, a lot of people have their classes like 11, 12 o'clock, and 1 p.m. But you're going into the closing of the Sabbath day then. That's called the closing of the Sabbath day. That's called the bottom of the Sabbath day. But the Sabbath day starts Friday. As soon as you start seeing the sunset, and then, matter of fact, we might look at a few things showing you around that time that the Almighty, he started making his move toward the temple site. Matter of fact, all of the big dignitaries knew they had to get there to turn the lights on because the people were ready to come in, but they couldn't get in until the one that was anointed to get in there and turn the lights on, light the incense. And all the candles lit, then the people are flock in. So one thing about it, that's why it's so important to rehearse the righteous act. You got to be ready to take care of this man's business. If you want this man's blessing, if you want this man to be seen over you, then you got to follow what this Bible says. And you always got to fear every generation. To show you what this Bible says. The fear is not to tell you where you're going and where you've been. But one thing to fear you you can 
tracked the seal down on the fact that every Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, you will hear the voice of the seal. And that's the game changer right there. And we, once you know you follow the scriptures, then you might as well just run back. Because one thing about it, taken out in 1885 by the Protestant church, it makes it plain on how he's how he saying. That's that. I might as well sit waiting for the elders to come in the room. I might as well read it if I can find it. book was taken out in 1885. It's a statement that's written in 2 verse 12. If I can find the book. The book. Uh, that red book. But remember, King 11, you go on your computer and just ask that old telephone. Say, telephone, how many books was in the original King James Bible? Okay. What was in the original King James Bible was 80 books. And 14 was removed. And what was removed out of this book was Tarot 2, verse 12. Let you know if you got your mighty one right, then there's nowhere in record that you will come up short. Well, I'm paraphrasing right now because I can't find my book. But we see our elder, the lead teacher out of Camp One, that came in the room, although he was in the room earlier, but now he's ready to go. He's probably in his rocking chair now, ready to wrap back and holler in the microphone. That's a great thing. So now, since our elder's coming on, we might as well get something going on on. Take number 118. So when you meet our elder, the lead teacher out of count one, Elder Yadda Israel, I'm saying, Elder Yadda Israel, got my DCLC right. Yeah, boy, bless you, see Israel. I see royal. Hallelujah. That's what. Hallelujah. What? All right. That's our Hallelujah. What? Hey, yo, we're going to get something going on, because I, I thought I had to kind of maybe put on a, a, a recorded tape for a minute, so I did see you in the room earlier, but now if he's ready to go, I'm always ready. Like I said, old Sear, he got to lead by example. He's always ready. I'm always ready to do Yaquah's business, because Yaquah made a plain. See, he's going to say something here. Um, even before you get tied up with, with Luke, 10 reads to get the generation of old and see did ever any trust in Yahweh and was confounded or did any abandon his fear and was forsaken or whom did he ever despise that called upon him excellent and, 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 and I like how you jump up in there and, and straighten old fear out so little by 
in that book like he's supposed to be. He said, no, see, that's 2 verse 10. And that's what it's all about. See, that's, see, that's the game changer right there. See, we can't be like who out when something come up. We got to know what's going on. You know why we got to know what's going on? Hey, uh, give me one more before we get some, some um, Matthew 10, 19. Give me one more in St. John 3, 11. Now, I, I feel I'm struggling right now, Hilda, but 311 might help, help those see or get it set, uh, get it warmed up a little bit. What does it say in St. John 311, Hilda? The book of St. John, chapter 3, verse number 11 reads, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto thee, speak that we do know, and testify of that we have seen, and you receive not our witness.
woodshed sooner or later. Yeah, okay. Well, sooner or later. So, uh, Elder, hey, hey, can you help me figure out with them about I might be? Yeah, I'm um, looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at. You're looking at. Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 5 and 6 reads, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 5, For I suppose I was not a wit behind the very chiefest apostles, verse 6, but though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. Hour, the righteous spirit will teach you 
what you ought to say. And, and, and never forget what is written in Samuel 15, verse 4. See, never forget about 1 Samuel 15, verse 4. Last night, never forget what is written in 1 Samuel 15, verse 4. Hey, Elder, what's written in 1 Samuel 15, verse 4? Book of 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse number 4 reads, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse number 4. And Saul gathered the people together, and numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 footmen, and 10,000 men of Yachtah Judah. Excellent. Now, swing over to the 17th chapter of the same book, and what happened in verse 4 of the 17th chapter of verse 4? What happened in the 17th chapter, Elder? The book of 1 Samuel 17, verse number 4 reads, They went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistine, named Goliath of God, whose height was six cubits and a span. Mm-hmm. They went out a champion. So that's the, there go your champion. Here come the champion out. So remember, you know, we think right now that right now we invisible, invincible and all that good stuff because of champion. But let's find out about this champion, Elder, in verse number, particularly verse 1748. Let's, let's, let's see what happened to this big champion in 1748, and we'll read down to get our point. Let's talk about this, this great big champion that came out in the days of David when he was a little youth. Let's talk about him in 48. Let's read a bit. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 48. Let's read a bit, Dale. The book of First Samuel chapter 17, verse number 48 reads, and it came to pass, when the Philistines arose, and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. Verse 49. And David put his hand in his bag, took thence a stone, and slanged it, and smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone stuck into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. Verse number 50. So David prevailed over the Philistines with the sling and with the stone, and smote the Philistines and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Listen, God. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistines, took his sword and drew it out of the sea. There all the slew him, cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. That's it, that's it. So now you see what happened? That champion came down. And that's the same thing we try to tell you now, see, right? Once we line up with this book, the champion is coming down. The champion is coming down, and the, and the champion is of mispop. The one that gave you bad information. See, a champion has gave you bad information. And we come humble to put a 
Psalm 69, verse 4 on you. Do we come on this broadcast six, six nights a week to deal with the champions? And we come to give you 69, verse 4 of the book of Psalms. Hey, Elder, what does Psalm 69, verse 4 say? The book of Psalms 69, verse number 4 reads, They that hated me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. And they would destroy me, being my enemy, wrongfully, almighty. Then I restored that which I took not away. You see what we try to do? See, we try to restore back to you what we took not away. See, our mission is to restore back to you what we took not away. See, the Almighty told you plainly, what to do in the, in the pages of this book. But we pay the page of the book, no, never mind. And that was prophesied in the book of Ezekiel chapter 3 there, Elder. In, in the book of Ezekiel chapter 3, Elder, it was a found statement made to those seals by the mouth of Yahweh to the seal. Let's see what he says in 3, 5. And we'll keep reading till we get our point. See, we try to restore back to you what we talk, took not away from you. See, we didn't take away all this information that you have that is wrong, big time wrong. But our mission of the six anointed camp is to restore back to you, took not away from you. We just is tagged to deliver the knockout blow on the champion, and that's what we're going to do. So, in Ezekiel 3, verse 5, he called those seers to the side. He looked in eyeball to eyeball in 3, 5. We'll read down until we get our, we get our point. Hey, yo, what he says in, in Ezekiel 3, verse 5, we'll read until we get our point. Come on. The book of Ezekiel 3, verse number 5 reads, But thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech, now, a hard language, but to the family of Israel, verse number six. Now, to many people of a strange speech, and of a hard language, whose words thou canst not understand. Surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. Verse number seven. But the family of Israel would not hearken unto thee, for they would not hearken unto me. All the nation of Israel are impudent. And hard-headed. You see that? He said, it's a necessary. Although you go on to a people of your people, your bloodline people, but they're not going to listen to you. Because, but but they, they don't even listen to me. They don't, even, they don't even follow my lead. So when they pay you no never mind, just uh, keep doing the part that it takes you to do and assisting on the camp to get my blessings. Before I deliver them up. So just keep doing your part. So now, when we read the next three verses, it's going to tell us something very important, Elder. What's the next three verses say here from 7 down to verse 10? The book of Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse number 8. You all have made thy face strong against their face. Thy forehead strong against their forehead. Verse number 9. As an animate harder than a flint, have I made thy forehead 
Fear them not. Neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious family. Verse number 10. Moby said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in your mind and hear with your ears. Verse number 11. And go get you to them of the captivity under the children, the family of your people, and speak unto them and tell them, Thus said Yahweh. Whether they hear or whether they forbear. You can get the get the young people and and that's why we and, and that takes me to the we wanna be, be clear of see our mission is this. When you know your position in Yahweh, this claim is this. We're not anti anybody. And we're not affiliated with anybody. We affiliated with 9 verse 14. Hey, yo, and Zechariah, see, guess who the sixth anointed count is affiliated with? We are affiliated with Zechariah 9 14. What is that, hey, on the 9 14? Because Zechariah 9, verse number 14 reads Zechariah 9, verse number 14. And Yahweh shall be seen over them, and his arrows shall go forth. As the lightning, and Yahweh Yahweh shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with the with whirlwind of the sun. You see that? So who the sixth anointed camp of bosses of the two Israelites affiliated with? It is the four letter man YHWA, and we not anti anybody, but we are pro twelve tribes of Israel. We don't tag team with no other camp, no other group. They don't care if they're Israelites or whatever they call them, affiliated with them. Because we know we're the lead tribe. We is following the four-letter man, Y-H-W-A. And we not hooked up with any other group nowhere on the face of the planet. Because we know this ministry is the lead ministry. We're going to lead, and, but on along, we're going to be behind is that four-letter name, Y-H-W-A. Because we clear about this four-letter man calling the angel coming to us out of heaven. He made a final statement in 116, verse 13 of Psalms, this angel came from heaven. He looked David's eyeball to eyeball in 116, verse 13, and he said something to him. Hey, yo, what did he say in Psalm 116, 13 to old, old King David? What did he say to him? Book of Psalm 116, verse number 13 reads, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of Yahweh. You see that? How many letters is the name of Yahweh in? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. And that's how you'll know about the sixth anointed character. All we're going to talk about, eat, sleep, and communicate to you about it is the four letters. Y-H-W-H. So that's what we're affiliated with, the four-letter man. But we're not anti-anybody. We just 
we get pro 12 tribes of Israel. So that's our disclaimer we try to tell you about. We're not going to with anybody. You can't tie them with nobody because Yahweh run this thing absolute. Now, the chief speaker of the nation of Israel, he made a profound statement. He read that verse in the thousand BC. Then he came right back and looked all the other 11 that was with him and the children of Israel eyeball to eyeball. And he told them something in Acts 4.12. Hey, yo, what are you telling in Acts 4.12? Book of Acts chapter 4, verse number 12 reads, Book of Acts chapter 4. Verse number 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So you see that? The only way we can get this salvation you're looking for, you've got to call on the one name. The one name. Now, Peter said that. But do you know Peter's record? Let me show you Peter's record in Scripture. The reason why Peter said ain't but one name gonna get you salvation. We're gonna back up to uh, 16 verse 13. We'll read down to get our point about Peter. We're gonna read you get get our point there, Elder. Peter made a profound statement. He looked the children of Israel through the eyes of the apostles the followers that was with him. And he was talking some good talk. But let's see, was he speaking from emotion? We're going to 15, 13. We'll read down until we get our point there. Matthew, chapter 16, verse 13, what it say? Look at Matthew 16, verse number 13 reads, When Yahweh the Son came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Verse 14. They say, Some say that thou art John, called the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the seers. Verse 15. He said to them, But whom do you say that I am? Verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, You are Yahweh. The son, the son of the living, Yahweh the Father. Verse 17. And Yahweh the Son answered and said unto him, Blessed thou, Simon, verse Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father is in heaven. So you see, so when Peter said what he said in Acts 4 12, he wasn't. He wasn't he wasn't training in an institution. He didn't go to Moody Bible College and get that information. No. The father himself, from the mouth of the son, said, Blessing Blood could have told you that, Peter, but my father in heaven told you that. So when he said 412, hey, listen, if you got to hear, you better hear. And if, and if you got grandmamas and parents all over the place, they all on their knees talking about the Lord God and Jesus and Allah and Jehovah, you better listen to what the Almighty put in Peter's head. 
and told Peter, Acts 4.12. What did he say, Adam? What did he say, Acts 4.12? Book of Acts, chapter 4, verse number 12 reads, Book of Acts, chapter 4, verse number 12. Neither there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven, even among men, whereby we must be saved. So you see, what we try to restore back to you, what we took not away. As long as you use them pagan names, Lord God, Jesus, Allah, Yah, Yahweh, Yahweh, uh, and all that old stuff, you ain't going nowhere. Not according to Peter. Because the Yahweh the Son said, Hey, Peter, flesh and blood didn't tell you what you just He said, Flesh and blood ain't told you nothing. And I ain't told you nothing. My father elbowed me and said, Let me get at Peter. Because he knew Peter going to be the chief speaker of the nation of Israel. And he told Peter, Good Peter, if you get on that microphone, you tell them that want some salvation. There's no how to get this salvation. It ain't for one name going to get you salvation. So if you're not called on the four letters, Y-H-W-A, I don't care how much good work you're doing, he's going to make it plain to you about your good work. I mean, you know, you got a lot of groups that do a lot of good work. But imagine what he's going to say to you in the seventh chapter. I'm happy. See, he's going to say something to you, and we try to tell you now that what's written from his mouth. Oh, I do a lot of good work. I'm always at the camps. I'm always doing my part. Okay, good. But do you want to know what he's going to tell you when it's all said and done? We're going to Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. And we're going to see what he says. Down to verse 23. Listen good. This is in red. If you got the King James Bible, this is in red. Look what he's going to say to you in Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Now, imagine you've been watching your mother, your auntie, Uncle Willie. You've watched them all been Lord God and Jesus and Allah and Jehovah. Imagine that you know what's going to happen. And these verses right here in Matthew 7, 21 out of verse 23. Hey, Ella, what's that say, Ella? Book of Matthew chapter 7, verse number 21 to verse 23 reads. Book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 reads. Not everyone that says unto me, Yaqwah, Yaqwah, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Yahweh, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have done, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Verse 23. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that Iniquity. You that? Now imagine you watching your auntie, 
you know, spent up all her good money and given to that preacher and put all that time in, watch that preacher pray over that hall and everything. And really think that when the time appointed, this man going to have you in the right position to receive the kingdom. No. No. See, that's why we come home to restore back to you what we took not away. The people of the book, they did not keep Sunday, 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock, called Sunday school. They didn't keep that. The people of the Bible kept the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. See, we try to restore back to you what we took not away. See, the champion is the one gave you Sunday morning and Lord God, Jesus, and Jehovah and Allah. The champion gave you that. We try to restore back to you what we took not away. The man going to burn you in the side. That's why Peter said, to those that had an ear to hear. It ain't for one name going to get you salvation. He told Ezekiel, Messiah, get to the captivity of your people. That's why we said we're not anti-anybody. In the captivity of, of Ezekiel people, when you precept that to 613 of Daniel, it'll tell you who the captivity of Ezekiel people is by precepting your Bible. To 613. Hey, yo, what is saying Daniel 613 when you preach up your Bible? Book of Daniel chapter 6, verse number 13 reads, Daniel 6, verse 13. Then after they had said before the king that Daniel, which is of the family of the captivity of Yachdah Judah, So you see, and like we say, you know, we've been we've been accused of not um, saying something good about the other seventeen nations. We be, that is not our mission. If if it's something good about the seventeen nations, we will say it. But we clear by watching the seventeen nations from the pages of the book of Jeremiah and one verse four and five, El. Now, Jeremiah in 1, verse 4 or 5, then 50, verse 7, it's, it's going to tell us something. What he said about Jeremiah in chapter 1, 4, 5, then swing over to 50, verse 7. Let's talk about Jeremiah's here. Come on. Because Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 4, verse number 5 reads, Book of Jeremiah chapter 1, Verse number four reads, Jeremiah chapter one, verse number four. Then the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Verse five, before I formed thee in the valley, I knew you. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a seer unto the nations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll bring you a seal to the nation. Then what did he say with all that full knowledge of Yahweh in his head? What do he say in 50, verse 7 of Jeremiah? Now, what did Jeremiah say with all that knowledge? Yahweh, let me tell you something. I'll do your mother and 
father had a good time. But but I always put the fix on you to come. You was a dame in the womb to be a seer. In the womb. Now, look what he said after he got some sense in his knees. Look what he said to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. Look what he said to him in 50 verse 7. The book of Jeremiah 50, verse number 7. All that found them have devoured them. And their adversaries said, We have been not. Because they have sinned against Yahweh, the habitation of justice, even Yahweh, the hope of their fathers. He said, Everybody guilty. He said, All the 17 nations of skin and grand, and you know, talk that. Matt to you, they all guilt. See, that's one thing you gotta understand, see, Roy, the 12 tribes of Israel. Every nation is 18 nations, and you are the youngest nation, make up the 18. Every nation is guilty on delivering you up. So keep that in your mind when you doing it's nothing wrong with doing business. You all the business you want with them. But understand one thing. Every nation on the planet Earth was back there on the left side of the book is here today. Now, look at WCC. Now, here now, you got to give me a precept on that. Uh, Elmer, in the book um, Ecclesiastes, Yesterday, what he do that we can read in twelve verse seven. 
Book of Ecclesiastes 12, verse number 7 reads, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto Yahweh who gave it. Mm-hmm. You say you go return back to the dust. But that breath of life, which you are, that breath returned to Yahweh. And he had that in his hand. And he placed that breath back in the world whenever he get ready. If you were wicked then, and he took that breath from you, he got that wicked breath and put it right back in a wicked person today. So the one that he don't take the breath of a wicked and put it in the breath of somebody that's going to be all right. He put that same breath in the wicked. Yeah. So they do. So if, if a people was wicked way back yesterday, then them same people is wicked today. See, that's what you got to understand something. This is the power of the Almighty. But if you was good back in the day, then that spirit he gonna put in your loins, your gene pool something good. And 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 the definition of being good now, now make it make it plain a Bible good. See, you might be worldly good, but we come out Bible good. And Bible good is Romans chapter 7, 10 through 12, and 16. See, this is Bible good. You might say, well, I'm good. Okay, concerning what? You're concerning the world, you're good, but you're not Bible good, are you? Oh, yeah, I'm Bible good. Okay, then, when we read Romans 7, 10 through 12 and 16, then tell me, are you Bible good? Now, we want to know now. I'm a good person. Yeah. A good person of the world or a good person of the Bible? Which one? Let's find out if you're a good person of the Bible. Romans, chapter 7, 10 through 12, and 16, let's see can they produce their call. The book of Romans, chapter 7, verse number 10 through 12, verse number 16 reads, Romans 7, verse number 10. And the commandments which were ordained to life are found to be unto death. Verse 11. For sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it slew me. Verse 12. Before the law is righteous, the commandments righteous, just, and good. Verse 16. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. See, you might be a good person. Oh, I'm a good person. I got a plaque on the wall. I was great on my job, too. Yeah, but, but was you Bible good? Huh? That's what we won't know. So now, in the 41st chapter of the book of Psalms there, Elder, but if anybody got a problem with you, um, it talks about it in 41, 21. It, it, it talks about what to do. If, uh, if that can fit well with you, then 4121 says what? This, this is what Angel came down and told old David. I mean, um, Isaiah and 4121. Now, let's see what he's saying in 4121. Isaiah. Look at Isaiah. 
Book of Isaiah, chapter 41. Verse number 21 reads, Produce your cause, save Yahweh. Bring forth your strong reasoning, says the king of Israel. Hey, you can't say, if, if, if you say you're good, and you're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, then produce your cause. Show me where you're going to get salvation at by not keeping Yahweh's law, statutes, and commandments. Show it to me. He said, produce your cause. Show me. Well, 9 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock in the morning, we get your salvation out the Lord God, Jesus, and Job. Joke and eat. Um, he said, produce your call. Hey, hey, how many letters was the one saying, produce your call, there in verse 21, yo? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. That one said, produce your call. We just a messenger. So if you say, you good, and you know you're going to where you think you're going to get, you'll get eternal life, then show up in the Bible to tell you to call it by another name. And remember one thing, English was not even thought about to 449 A.D. When John put his pen down in 96 A.D., the almighty story was told. And the language that was spoken to them was not English, and it wasn't Spanish. That ain't what he was speaking in. No. So produce your call. If you think you're going to get some salvation by calling on Lord God, Jesus, and Jehovah, then show it to anybody. What do you want me to turn to? That's why the Spirit returning back to him. Because the same people of old is back here today. Same wicked people are here today. The same good people are here today. The one that can keep the law, they're here today. He had spirit in his hand, he put it back into that gene pool. That's why we know in Maccabees chapter 2, El, in the book of Maccabees chapter 2, and that's the red book, or if you got the regular 1611. You got it good. I know a big picture say, if I can't find out a three six book, we don't need it. Well, see, that's why you gonna be a midget, and everybody in your camp gonna be a midget in the knowledge of Yahweh, because you gotta have eighty books. It's more, it's much more than them. Matter of fact, he not wrote over three hundred some books. That's no less. But book of Maccabees. Chapter 2. See, we know how this thing will unfold. You know why? You know why? What do you mean? Why? Well, this is this is how we know why. Hey, in 119, verse 99 and 100 and 104. This is what we do know. We know Psalms 119, verse 99, 100, and 104. This is what we do know. What it says in Psalms 119, verse 99, 100, and 104. Hey, yo, what can I say? Book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse number 100, 104, and verse number... The book of Psalms 119, verse 99, 100, 
and verse number 104. Psalm chapter 119, verse number 99 reads, And more understanding than all my teachers, for thy covenant are my meditation. Verse 100, I understand more than the ancients, because I keep your precepts. Verse number 104, through that precept, I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. The reason why the sits and on the caps know more than our ancients and more than your pastor today, because we keep the precepts. That's why we know more. See, the reason why we know more than your pastor, because we keep the precepts. And we know if you're not precepting, you're doing a, a what again and what on hell. What 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 is the anger tell David if they, if your preacher don't precept the Bible, what he say and at one nineteen, one oh four, what what did he say? Psalms one nineteen, verse one oh four reads. So that precept I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false weight. See, if you don't preach up your Bible, um, children of the book, the 12 tribes of Israel, you're going to be learning and passing down the false ways. you got to preach up your Bible. If you don't, if the minister is standing before you're not preaching your Bible, it's a false way. This is what the angel said coming out of heaven. Do you know what he said about his angels in, in Matthew? Chapter 12, verse 31, 32, 36, 37. Do you know what he said about his angels? Well, listen to what he said about his angels. When the angels break a message down and you kick at that message, shine at that message, do you know he told, he said something in Matthew 12, 31, 32, 36, 37. Hey, what did he say there that we can read there? Come on. Book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse number 31, verse 32, verse 36, and verse 37 reads, Matthew 12, verse number 31, Before I say unto you, all men of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the righteous spirit shall not be forgiven unto men. Verse 32, Whosoever speak, and whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. Whosoever speaketh against the righteous spirit, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Verse 36. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Verse 37. For by your words you shall be justified. And by your words, you shall be condemned. Because mm. you see the man saying, so if the angels say something, and you kick against what the angels say, so you already know, you might want to take out your handkerchief and just wipe your eyes with that preacher. When you show that preacher that even one name for salvation, did he get mad at you, you might want to take off your hand and wipe your eyes. Because right then now, the angel is the one that told David what he said. And Almighty Son said, if you blaspheme against what the angel said, 
you ain't got nothing coming in this world or the world to come. You see that? Or the world to come. See that? You say it? Of the world to come. You're not going up to it. It's coming down to you. You see that? See, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and all that stuff will tell you about you going up, up, and away. No, no, no. You get the world to come. The world will come down to you. You're not going up to it. That's why we come humble. To break down words, these dark sands that have been overlooked. You're not going up to it. He's going to bring it down to you because he made it plain. Yeah, he made it plain the latter day, Saint. Let it committed, boy, say. Where he made it plain at? Well, hell, he made it plain on these statements in the 14th chapter, verse 1, 2 of St. John. He, he, he made it plain at hell, 14, verse 1, 2. Then we can read in St. John chapter. 14, 1 and 2. Let's see if we have the latter day thing committed board out of you, child out. Come on. The book of St. John, chapter 14, verse number 1 and 2 read. Book of St. John, 14, verse number 1. Now let your mind be troubled. You believe in your father, father. Believe also in me. Verse number 2. In my father's house, many mentions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you. Verse number three. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Hey, the man say, he said, I'm coming again. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I'm coming again. And where I am, that where you're going to be at. Where I am, that where you're going to be at. That means, when he come again, where he at, that where you going to be at. Now, why your preachers don't understand this? Where he here come again, he talking to people as they flat foot on the earth. And say, I'm going to come again. And where I'm at, you're going to be there too. But see, here's the game changer. But when you preach up your Bible, then you get a clear understanding that he told John and 117 through 19 and 41. See, he told John something that your preacher got to understand these things. He said, look, John, eyeball to eyeball and told him something. And Revelation chapter 1 Verse 17 through 19, then slide over to verse of Revelation 1 and 2. He said something to us. Let's all see me follow along what he said in Revelation 1, 17 through 19, and 4, 1 and 2. Hey, what is that? The book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse number 17 through 19 reads, Revelation 1, verse number 17. Book of Revelation 1, verse 17 reads, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. He laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Verse number 18, And he that liveth and was dead, behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. 
and have the keys of hell and of death. Verse number 19. Like the things which thou hast seen, the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse number 1 and 2 reads. Revelation 4, verse 1. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Verse number 2. Go ahead. Verse number 2. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one set. On the throne. He said, once in the throne, tell him, hey, come up here in the mind. I'm going to show you what's here after. He said, come up here in the mind. You know why he told him to come up in the mind? In the mind. He showed me here after. Because he, because listen, because in 313 of St. John, he made a plain with the preacher. You know what preacher told me one time? He said, you know, see, I was, um, I was laying on my deathbed. And I got a testimony to say. He said, but my spirit came out of me, and I got all the way up to heaven. And uh, I said, well, if you got that far to heaven, why you come back to me? Your spirit got way up, way up there. That's what he said. So he had a testimony how he left his body, out of body, upstairs, and he went all the way up to heaven. I said, yeah, but if you got all the way up there, then why you come back? You got all the way up there. And I'm looking right at the verse over here, and when the Almighty Son says, um, and first, what? Give me title. Give me, give me a uh, one verse two there. You know? Before you read that, I'm looking at what I'm looking at. What Paul told Titus, he told him something in one verse two. What, what are you telling him? Tell him in one verse two there. You know? The Book of Titus, chapter one, verse number two reads. And hope of eternal life, which I quite, that cannot last, promise, before the world begins. He said, so Yahweh is not lying that he's promised before the world begins. He's not lying. He said, now, if, if you want eternal life, you got to quit lying. That's what he said. You got to stop that lying. Now, you had an out-of-body experience, and you got all the way up there. Even at the femur. Don't worry about uh uh, Auntie Willamay and Uncle Leroy uh, Peterson, because they are already up there. Oop, and they don't told me they don't made it. You better get y'all that right. But then I'm sitting and look, I'm looking at these books, and I watch everybody on the page of the book. So I'm looking right at book um uh what we just said again, Al uh St. John three thirteen. I'm looking at three thirteen while they were talking, Al, and what happened? Look at St. John 3, verse number 13 reads, St. John 3, verse 13, And no man have ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. I'm looking at no man have ascended up to heaven, but the one that came down from heaven. And then I'm looking at your preacher telling me that my loved ones now have made the, the what word they use, what they have made, they'll help me out, yo. 
you know, still struggling right now with the king's language. What 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 he say? They are they are made to what again now, yo? To heaven. No, they are made. No, they are made from in between that. They'll make the transition. I you know I'm, I know I'm, I'm gonna get more calls on. See if you said that wrong. They are made to uh, <laughs> home going. What, the home going. Okay, we leave it like this. Yeah, they'll make home going. They'll make their home going. You see that? They'll make their home going. Now we just now he just said how many men and that and that that calls women too. Titus 1, 2 say, in hope of eternal life, he told Timothy and Titus this, that the son is not lying. So when you read something in his Bible, he ain't lying. What did he say when he was on the face of the earth in 313? Hey, what did he say in 313? The book of St. John 3, verse number 13 reads, and no man have ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Now you see that? Now, 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 look at, now, look, now look at oh, the Roman Catholic Church out of New York. See it. You got the precept that. Hmm. Okay, so no man ever went to here. Elder, you want to Take a little shot at that uh, that loose change right there. Give him a precept on that. Um, you gonna take care of that loose change there? You gonna take care of the, the yeah, Roman Catholic Church? Give him a little loose change. Yeah, I, I, I take a peek. All right. Let's see. Let's see what I hear. Take a little, take a little, take a, a little shot at that loose change. You know, people, like I said, we come humble. In 69 verse 4, the 69 accounts, we come humble. And we didn't, we didn't take this away from you. But we try to restore back to you to at least think about if you follow the Bible, you're going to get what you, gotta, what, you, what you got coming. As long as you follow the champion, with the early part of the lesson, we talked about the champion, and we read about the champion. What's going to happen to the champion? What did happen to the champion in the early part of the lesson? And, and but but hold that point, yo. Before we read what happened, you put a mark on that. So now I'm gonna tell you something. We read about the champion. The champion is the world today, and we read about what happened to the champion in the early part of the lesson. So that those that missed the beginning of the broadcast, then go back after the broadcast over and get the the part we talked the champion. But this is what taking a champion down in 145, I mean, 1 Samuel, 1745, this is what took the champion down then, and this is what's going to take the champion down today. Now, David's going to tell you how you take the champion down in 1 Samuel, 1745, now, this is how you take the champion down today. What is that, L? The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verse number 45 to 47 reads. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. 
Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. And I come to you in the name of Yaquav hosts, Yaquav the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Verse 46. This day will Yaquav deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee. Take, thy, take thine hand from thee. Take thy head from thee. I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the earth, to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a Yaquav in Israel. Verse 47. Now all this assembly shall know that Yaquav save it not with sword and spear. For the battle is Yaquav, and he will give you into our hand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't get happy for that, that's up to you. See, we already know if you got your mighty one right, he gonna have you right. Oh, it might be, you know, they might do a lot of things. They might have you cars, driving cars, doing everything. They might have you doing everything, but don't worry about that. If Yahweh made it plain to you, he made it plain to Lot two, two verse ten again. I gotta hear that again, Leo. Still made it plain when they bring back the evil world of report concerning you. But we know what he, he the angel came down and told the rock and two verse 10. We claim what he said. What did he say, Elder? Book of Sarat, chapter 2, verse number 10 reads, Because there are generations of old and feet, did there was any trust in Yahweh and was confounded. Or did any abide in his fear and was forsaken? Or whom did he ever despise upon him? He said, search the record. Show me anywhere from the time of Adam 4004 to the closing of the book of 96 AD. Show me when you had me right, that you say, that I didn't get you right. Oh, it's oh, it's gonna be to get to where you gotta get to it. Oh no, it's not. It's not gonna be no Teflon uh, trade wall uh, calling to Jackie Little Seven One. Hey, uh, let me show you. Let me show you something. Listen, King Spirit Lady from Matthew ten nineteen and Luke twelve twelve. So we don't know where they're going. So we know we on take one eighteen. But those who got in here that making up the tape and, uh, and listen to it, listen to the lesson. Whatever the spirit that Almighty put on you about that lesson, then put the label on that lesson. You know, because we know we, we be teaching spirit later because we might be going to go one way, but all of a sudden, uh, let, me, let me give you a case in point. In the book of Acts, King now watch this. Here's the location one. Acts 16. And the book of Acts 16 there, let's see what it says in verse 5. Let's read down to get our point. We're going to Acts 16, verse Listen to it to real good what we're saying. But before you read Acts 16, 5 down to verse number 9, read our mission and Luke. That's why I say you gotta be you gotta be studied up. You can't pick this up at a drop of a hat. Then you keep up the old series. You gotta be 
You got to be like the O.L. or Yada Israel. You got to be a been in that book a little bit. That was left we told yesterday, about a part of seven days. You just can't picture them. You'll be all over the place. You're trying to hang out. No, that's why they tell you, have five markers. You got to have some markers. So we'd be, we'd be pumping this bile out. Spirit led me up what? So now, um, in Luke 24, we won't look at a verse in 32. So we do, we come on the broadcast or whenever we come in contact with the six on the camp and verse number 45. This is what we do, and listen to Captain what we do. Luke 24, 32, and 45. What is that there? Book of Luke, chapter 24, verse number 32, verse number 45 reads. Luke, chapter 24. Verse number 32 reads, They said one to another, Did not our mind burn within us? While he talked with us by the way, while he opened to us the scripture, verse 45, they no be their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Hey, you see what we do? We come on the broadcast to open up your mind by giving you not where we going, not where we been. Huh? We open up to you the scriptures. We make your mind burn. But then you start thinking about that old preacher. Now, I've been going to this assessment for 20, 30 years. And that preacher sit there and been taking my tithe through with all them donations. And then he didn't even tell me that I'm calling on the wrong name. Now, what I know, in fact, many scriptures don't know, we found out that the chief figure of the nation of Israel is the one man to salvation. That was the preacher. I'm giving you my tithes, reading with all my donuts, and my tithes. Why didn't you tell me that Abel, four letters according to the Bible, going to get you salvation, and you got me calling on a man called Jehovah? Jehovah is a watered-down word for the four letters, and you know they're going to get me Throw in the bottom of the next five, but you will be in there for me. Why? Why can't we call him the right name, Mr. Preacher? I mean, well, I'm going to pay you my tithes, three with all my donuts, and my time. Why can't we call him the right, on the two names, the four letters? Y-H-W-A? Hmm? Why can't we do that? Ain't one name, we can salvation. Yep. But no, you see, our job is to make your mind burn by opening up to you the scripture. That's what we come on the broadcast to do six nights a week. And I'm always ready to go. I'm going to be, but what have we done today? Tomorrow is ready to go for some more. You see? Because, what is one, Elder? In the book of Jeff, 23, 40 to 47, Elder, see, I'm going to say something. You got to have the total package in Yaqua. Because we know one day it's going to be fixed food, land, banquet hall, radio station off. And we know the game sales is on the sideline right now. But in them four levels, they all going down. I'm saying that never leave out with that your four letter, man. Because that's the game change, down to everything. 
When you drop that phone letter down, I tell you what, if you want to find out your preachers of devil, you just say, Yahweh. What you say? Y-A-W-A. What you say? To that, and you find out that that's the devil. Because when that man come out to you, they, they, they get, huh? They get very excited. You know why? The devil them come out. We got one. Uh, well, we call him Jesus. Well, there wasn't no jail until the 1700s, it's the 15th at the most. He told John in 117 through 19 and 41, right to hereafter. And when John put his pen down in 96 AD, his story was told. We know English wasn't thought about the 449 AD. It became official language in 1382. So where do you get the Jesus from? Huh? And we clear that when the Almighty Son was, um, it was written exactly what was going on in 19 verse 20 of St. A.L. What was going on in St. John 19 verse 20? Or 20 verse 19. What was going on when the eyewitness was there? What did they wrote in 20 verse 19? St. John 20 19. What did they write it up? The book of St. John 20, verse number 19 reads, Then the same day that at evening, then the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of Yachdan Judah, came up by the sun and stood in the midst, said unto them, Shalom be unto you. Uh-huh. He said, Yachdan, be with them. That's good. For that bag, I'm giving you night. He said, yeah. So it, it came at first day of the week. It, you know, so that, it, and now that, that might going to take us another direction right there, too. But what happened in 19 verse 20 up? Book of St. John 19, verse number 20 reads, St. John 19, verse 20. This title then read many of Yachdan Judah's southern kingdom, for the place where Yachdan the son was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in the Shemitic Hebrew tongue, and in Greek, and in Latin. No, it wasn't nothing written. It wasn't nothing written in English. It wasn't nothing written in expanded. No, now what I'm telling you didn't even exist. English or expanded didn't even exist. No. Not any existing time. It wasn't about speaking Spanish back there. Because so Spanish, Spanish comes from the Latin language. It wasn't about speaking English back there. Now, 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 now look at the big diggers here. Now they won't play a little music behind that. Well, you need to play some music behind that. You see, it's all, no, it, it, no, it wasn't, nobody was speaking the language that, that you are, you put on and think on now. Jesus and Spanish and English. Them is a bastard language that was imposed on you. English was imposed on us and, and a Spanish imposed on them. Them bastard language. Mm. They're not the language that they're speaking in the Bible. They know nothing about it. They were given to us. We were beaten to the language. English and Spanish was beat into the 12 tribes of Israel. Give me a bastard language. Well, why do you use the word called bastard? 
supposed to cause it in the body. Well, where is that? Um, let's go to Hebrews 12, verse 4. Let me tell you that ain't nothing we saying that is not in the Bible. But I'm, but I'm going to give you a definition of a bastard so you can be clear about what is a definition of a bastard. I said English and the Spanish is a bastard. Now we're going to the 12th chapter, verse 4 of Hebrews, and we're going to read down and let Paul, that was raised from the womb, and Galatians 1, 15 and 16, explain you the definition of a bastard. It is real. The book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse number 4 reads, You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Verse number 5, You have forgotten the exhortation, which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chasing of Yahweh, the faint, when thou art rebuked of him. Verse 6. For whom the Yaqub loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son whom he receives. Verse number 7. If you endure chastening, Yaqub dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Verse number 8. But if you be without chastisement, where all are partakers, you know you bastards and not See that? Now, all your life, all my life, I was told by the preachers that a bastard means a woman I had a, a son without being married. Look at that old bastard girl, that baby. And we thought that was a bastard mean. But then we, when we, when we found it, got in the Bible, and find out a bastard means what again? What is the Bible definition of a bastard again? The book of Hebrews 12, verse number 8 reads, But if you be without chastisement, where all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. All my life I thought a bastard was uh, a young lady, an old lady, got a baby, was that. Uh, uh, going down to City Hall, you see. No, that's not a definition of about. A bouncer goes that would not take correction. A bouncer would look at the truth and, and pay it no never mind. A bouncer, when you tell a bouncer that, hey, his name only carries four letters according to the Bible, the name six AD. And then they get mad at you because they got seven, eight, nine, ten names and letters in the name. So now you, now you know what a first-class bouncer is. A first-class bouncer is when you look at right what the Bible's saying, and they tell you, no, nah, don't pay that, no, never mind. That's done away with. Now you know what a bouncer is according to the Bible. Look what WCC said. Well, what do a bouncer supposed to do? Well, um, according to Acts 3.19, it's really what a bouncer is supposed to do. Once you find out that you are incorrect in hey, with your approach in the Bible, then what's open for you to do is uh, Acts 3.19. Hey, yo, what is what open for you to do in Acts 3.19? Look at Acts chapter 3, 
Verse number 19 reads, Acts 3, verse 19. Repent you therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of repression shall come from the presence of Yahweh. He said what's open for you is to repent. And when you find out that you've been taught wrong and everything you thought was in the book was one way and it's not so, it's up to you to repent. Time of the refreshment comes. And we might be probably that tomorrow in the vision of Paul 44, we're going to do it today. And he's going to say something to you. Why didn't you receive uh, the correction before the refreshment comes. <laughs> he got rid. He got rid of the power forty four about who is the refreshment until he comes. It's up to you. Now, only one on record is not going to repent. See, y'all understand something now? Is somebody on record not going to repent? And in the 12th chapter, we might well just let you hear. I mean, they're not going to repent. We're going to 12th chapter and look at verse 16 and 17 of the book of Hebrews. Huh? I mean, listen, we come humble, but it is a race of people that as it could be some individuals that do so. But as a body, it's not going to repent. And we might want to read it. 12, 16, and 17. That's how we're talking about. Hebrews 12, 16, and 17. We're talking about the book of Hebrews 12, verse number 16 and 17 reads. Hebrews 12, verse number 16. Is there be any fornicator or profane, pers- profane person as Esau? Who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Verse 17. For you know that I, for you know how that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Oh, yeah. 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 See what that big preacher name? He'll pass now. Jimmy Swiper. He a crowd of stone. Oh, I've done so bad wrong. But then you go back and do it again. So, you know, you got some preachers that they just going to cry for stone. Okay, Mr. Preacher, when you get through crying, is you going to make a correction on what day to worship on or not? Once you get through bumping your garments and crying, is you going to make a correction? And all one in the Bible is not going to repent. I've donated thought it carefully with tears. They're not going to repent. So you think, if you're in a ministry where when you show the truth and they just ain't going to repent, but they're going to crowd a storm, and they might have you feel that, that you're guilty. Now, the champion is not going to repent. Read that again, Elvis. Let's, let's read about the champion again. Now, we're in a... Uh, Hebrews 12, 16, 17. This is the champion. Let's see what the champion going to do again. 16 and 17. Well, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 16 and verse 17 reads, verse number 16, 
If there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright, verse 17, for you know how that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So now we clear if a group of people from the city of Esau, they're not going to repent. They're going to take, they're going to take their lion all the way into the fire, and guess what? They're going to take you to the fire too. But Yahweh raised up Peter in the book of Acts chapter 2. He raised up Peter, and he told Peter, you know, chief secret nation of Israel, so we know not going to repent. We clear about who not going to repent, right? Right. So now we want to look at um, the chief speaker of next event. You know, he was on the clock in the second chapter here. And his mission was to stand before the children of the book, the children of Israel. And he was bold enough to talk, stand before him. And he said something to them, and let's see what he says in verse number 29. Now, he's going to address the people of the book. Let's listen to this conversation. Let's see what did they do. And we might ask you a question, what you going to do? Verse 29 is read a little bit. 229. The book of Acts. Everything wrong. See, they was, they, you know, 
They were thinking of mine. They didn't ask Peter. Hey, Peter, what can we do? You tell me you got to repent. You got to put it down. You got to put that Lord God in Jesus down. You got to put that hog down. You got to leave the hog alone. Don't you see you got high blood pressure, diabetes, sugar, you always got to feed, dog, dog, cook? And you tired of all these council sales in your body? You got to leave that. You got to leave the king's meat alone. You weren't giving the king. The king's meat will alter your appearance from the inside. You got to put the king's meat down. Do you know what he said in uh, the book of Daniel about the king's meat? See, I'm telling you something. The king's meat is the reason why the children of Israel is in the condition they're in now. Not only in the body, in the mind too. Because you love the king's meat. And it was illustration done about the king's meeting in Daniel chapter um, 1. It was illustration done about the, about the king's meeting. And uh, you have to have it under consideration when you watch your, your elderly always, always jacked up in somebody's hospital. Always tools run about. Always something going on. Because the king's meeting. You got to put the king's meat down. In the book of Daniel, let's find out something in verse 2. Let's read a little bit till we get out there. We'll read a little bit there. Let's skip a little bit. Let's go to Daniel. See, listen, you want to take Doc Cook off your feed down. Then you have to understand something. Your mind got to burn to the and you got to repent. Huh? So you're always going to have to have Doc Cook in your life. You ain't got to have Doc Cook in your life. Let's see what's going on in Daniel chapter 1, verse 2, the regular video. Book of Daniel chapter 1, verse number 2 reads, Yahweh gave Jehoiakim, king of Yahweh Judah, into his hand. With part of the vessel of the temple of Yahweh, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the temple of his false Yahweh. He brought the vessel into the treasure temple of his Yahweh. Verse number three. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuch, that he should bring certain of the family of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes. Verse number four. Children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored, and skillful in all wisdom, cunning in knowledge, and understanding science, and such as had ability in this, to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. Verse number five. The king appointed them a daily portion of the king's meat, and of the of the wine which he drank, for nourishing them three years, and at the end thereof, they might stand before the king. Verse number six. Now among these were of the family of Yachad Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mashael, and Azariah. Verse number seven. And to whom the prince of the eunuchs gave name, they gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar. Ananiah of Shadrach, Mishael of Meshach, to Azariah of Abednego, 
Verse number 8. But Daniel purposed in his mind that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat or with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. Number 9. And Yahweh brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuch. Verse 10. The prince of the eunuch said unto, that, said unto Daniel, I fear my Yahweh, the king who have appointed you meat and your drink. But why should he see your faces worse like it than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Verse number 11. Then said Daniel to Melzah, whom the prince of the eunuchs has set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 12. Prove thy servant, I beseech thee, ten days. Let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Verse 13. Then let our covenants be looked upon before the king, before me, and the covenants of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servant. Verse 14. Pay consider to them in this matter. And put them ten days. Verse 15. And at the end of ten days, the covenants appear fair and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Verse 16. Thus Melzah took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave Paul. Verse 17. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good, So you see? Now what do you mean by post, fruit, and vegetable? That was again. That was Daniel a minute. Then it's the king's meat. Did you get to hear what Daniel said about what you the king's meat? What did Daniel say about the king's meat in um verse number eight? What did James say about the king's meat? The king's meat. What did he say about the king's meat there, uh, El? The book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse number 8. But Daniel purposed in his mind that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Correct? Nor with the wine which he drank. For he requested of the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. He said, Christ, when you eat the king's meat, you're defiling yourself. Did you understand that thing right here? Do you know, you know what he called you? You know what they called you? You know what they call you today? African American, Negro, and colored, and Spanish, Puerto Rican, and Latinos, right? But look what the big dignitaries call you. Number three. Look, look, look what they call you. I mean, you mean your preacher won't tell you this? Look what they call you when the Bible opens. Verse three. Look at Daniel one, verse number three. The king spake unto Ashpenah, the master of his eunuch. He should bring certain of the children's family of Israel and of the king's seed. Hey, he had the man call you. You you've been told all your life you ain't nothing. You just came over here with no clothes on, you jumped in the boat and then you just they had to teach you how to read before you came over here. 
You was a king seed. Why don't they never tell you you was a king seed? That's when you are children of Israel. You from the bloodline of the king seed. You see that seed? So you see, you see why we got to come humble and we don't know what we're going to teach on. It's not the point of where we in. That's what we see. I could read Micaiah saying the same thing. He said, no, he's look, look big, big, there's only what I hear from Yahweh is what I'm going to see. That's the same thing I'm fixing on the camp. That's why this ministry, it, it got to expose, because this is the ministry going to get you back to, to go back and look in your Bible again and examine what that preacher told you and told you. Huh? You got to examine you going up, up, and away. And knowing he told John to write the hereafter, and what did he write in Revelation 21, 1 down to verse 3 and 10 through 12? See, listen, your preacher will have to stand up and, and come clean. Make that preacher come clean. Huh? Make him come clean. How you got my grandmama up, up, up in the way in the heaven? And I'm reading what John writing the hereafter in the 21st chapter, 1, 2, 3, and 10 down to verse 12. Now, why you can't talk about this, Mr. Preacher? What is there in Revelation 21? 1 down to verse 3, 10 down to verse 12. What is there else? Revelation chapter 21, verse number 1, 2, and verse number 3. Verse number 10 through 12 reads, Book of Revelation chapter 21, verse number 1 reads, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth was passed away. And there was no more sea. Verse number two. I saw, and I just saw the righteous city, Yahweh Judah, Israel, coming down from Yahweh the Father out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse number three. I heard a great voice out of the out of heaven said. Build the tabernacle of Yahweh is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his Yahweh himself shall be with them and be their Yahweh. Verse number 10 reads, Revelation 21, verse 10. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the righteous Yahweh Judah, Israel, descending out of heaven. Yahweh the Father. Verse 11. Having the greatness of Yahweh, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Verse 12. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and the gate twelve ministers' spirits, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the family of Israel. Now see, now, see what I'm saying, they learn that? Now, where is the gate for the Christians? Where is the gate for the Muslims? Where is the gate for um, Islam or um, uh, Jehovah? Where, where is the gate set? So, you know, now, John is writing the hereafter. So, where is the Christians' gate at? It ain't no Christians' gate. That's what John tell you, see, right? It ain't no Islamic gate. It ain't no uh, Judaism gate. John writes in here after. The 12 gates of the 12 tribes of Israel. That's the one going to be in power. 
And if you won't come up under the ball and do a job of this, you got to do right. It's my thing you got to do. But what if you can't put a Christian there? You know, your Christian, he'll beat you on the head. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Well, 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 where the Christian at? When the new heaven was passed away and I saw the righteous city coming down, huh, coming down, but your preacher said you going up. That means if he's coming down and you going up, you going to miss it. You see what you need? You see what you need with Christianity? You going up and it's coming down. And the gate was, and, and the, the trail, and the gate was before the trail tribes of Israel. That's why they, that's why they mess you up, these lawyers. Do you know in Psalms 83, we read how we get our point. Do you know the angel came out of heaven? This is what the angel said. He came out of heaven. Look, David, eyeball to eyeball, and said something to David. Listen to the conversation he said to you. And remember, every nation on the left side of the book is here today, but they're up on another name. But they can't hide themselves from the six and on the camp. We know where you are. We know everybody's at by looking at this book and watching your actions. We know what you are. Huh? We know what you are by watching you from the pages of this book. That's how we watch you. From this book. And we know what he says about you. And we know you're not going to repent. He saw you in the five tongues. And you want book hit a bottle. And you're going to take all my loved ones with you because they ain't going to repent. They're going to continue to do contrary to this fight. Listen when the angel came out of heaven and looked David, the king of Israel, or the, all, or the whole 12 tribes of Israel. I bought out about He told me, look this in the book. Ain't nobody going to touch it but the six and on the count of both of the Israelites. But it's put it in there anyway. The book of Psalms, chapter 83, verse number 1 reads, Psalms 83, verse number 1. Give not thy silence, O Yahweh. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O Yahweh. Verse number 2. Below thine enemies, make a turmoil. They that hate you have lifted up their head. Verse number 3. They have taken crafty counsel against your people. They consulted against your hidden ones. Verse number four. They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Verse number five. For they are consulted together with one consent. They are confederates against you. Verse number eight. Number six. The tabernacle. The family of Esau and the Ishmaelites. That's all we need. We need just the, the top two nations. Now, 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 who are the top two nations that have cut you off from being a nation? That the name of Israel be no more in remembrance. Because all the other nations are going to follow these are the top two nations. Who are the top two nations that have cut you off? 
They love to hear you say, well, I'm Christian. I'm Muslim. They love that. But who loves it? Top two with their name. Come on, help. The family of Esau and the Ishmaelites. You see that? You see that? That's the top two nations. The top two nations is the one that cuts you off from being a nation. That the name that he gave you was a blessed name will be no more in your remembrance. You will never talk about nationhood. All you will talk about, I got nine, you get your name. The top two nations got to do that way, see, right? You know who Esau is today? All you got to do, well, they'll tell you, well, no, Esau's done away with it. He don't exist no more. So we read over there in 416. Everybody here then, they here now. But they tell you they don't hear nothing. They don't hear no more. But then, then we then we go read in the Bible in the book of Ezra, second book of Ezra, chapter six, verse nine, second year six, verse nine, and it tells us something different. See, you know, you listen to a preacher just bump their gum. But why don't you make them go in the Bible and read you and read you some stuff out of this Bible and make it some sense out of this Bible? Because over here in Second uh, Maccabees six verse nine, it tells me a, a total different story. What do you say? Six verse nine, yo. Second Maccabees. Yeah, yeah. Six verse nine. Book of Second Maccabees six. Verse number nine reads, Second Maccabees six. Verse number nine, and whosoever, when I conform themselves to the manner of the Gentiles, five sons of Esau, should be put to death, then might a man have seen the present miseries. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, now what I'm looking for is um. I'm looking for um try checking Israel six verse nine. I'm looking for uh, when you talk about somebody is the end of something and somebody is the beginning of something. I don't want to kind of telegraph it all the way. I'm gonna go in the book to kind of take a look at it. But I'm I'm struggling right now, you know, but I, I need to hear a little bit more about some would say they sent a man from Ephesus. They sent an old man down that way. And tell an old man to um, get on down there and jack and jack up Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. So you got enough to work with the elders? Yeah. You got yeah, enough I to work what, with him? I know what you're looking for. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. So I, all right. Yeah, I, I want to keep everybody jacked in the ball spot in the head, and then they got to stay in that book. See, you know, you go to the, and all you got to do, the preacher, he grabs one verse. And everybody be all excited to get one verse. And the preacher close the book and, and go into his sin, and you love to have it so. He'll read you one verse where my text is going to be on. One verse. Now, he, he now he's not trying to do two verses, but he'll pass that, that part around three more times. You see what he do? And you love to have it so. You go to hell, and the 
and the preacher read one verse to you, then close the book, then put a and you love to have it so. But you didn't know he says about that in Jeremiah chapter 2 about that. You know, see, but I'm telling you something. You know, you know I'm telling you, you don't have to watch these preachers because he told Jeremiah to write about that. You know? And um, in the book of Jeremiah, second chapter, maybe the fifth chapter, this is Jeremiah, he was raised from the womb. You just raising the wall, Jeremiah. Put it in right. Although you, you don't get hit in the mouth four or five times, Jeremiah. You, you got that comfort. You know why? Let me say in verse number 11. We're going to Jeremiah 5 11. See, you understand know something? You're not, you're not going to be, be um, well liked when you make them get in this book. Uh, you might tell them, y'all coming to visit me today? Well, we're well, we going to have a Bible study today. We're going to read some Bible. I thought we can just come talk. No, we're going to read some Bible. We're going to preach up some Bible. You never be way to like it. And your telephone ain't going to ring as much as you want it to ring after that meeting. And we thought we'd just going to backbite and murmur and complain. Um, Jeremiah 5 11. Hey, yo, what it says in 5 11? Just get warmed up. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 5, verse number 11 reads, For the family of Israel and the family of Judah had dealt very treacherously against me, the Ev Yaquah. You man said, he said, you know, uh, you, you know y'all, y'all do treacherous against him. You see that? See, you know, you know, you, you, you know, uh, uh, Adam. Phone ring is a seer. You know what I like to do for you, seer? I like to take your head and put it in uh, on my arm and run into that tree. Why you want to take my head and run into the tree? All we do is turn the Bible saying, you see? You see, you know, y'all just, you know, and, y- and y'all easily be bribed. You easily, you easily want to get that 30 pieces of silver. Uh, I believe him up. How much you gonna pay me to live him up? You know, you you, you got that said on you. Do you know when you deliver up the anointing of Yahweh, hearing about the anointing, do you know he gonna put the fear of the night on you? Fear of the night gonna be on you forever. And that same thirty piece of silver you got for delivering up Yahweh's anointed people, gonna keep. He's going to kill you for it. You're like Judas did. You know what Judas say? He said to the big digger, said, what can I do to but betrayal of Yahweh the son? How much y'all covered with me? He said, we'll cover with you with 30 pieces of silver. You going to bring me some, some dirt on him so we can deliver him up? So we can do some damage to him? Yeah. See? You know, you got, let me, let me give you a, a verse on that. See, when somebody bring you something, when somebody brings you something about somebody else, see, you know what the Bible it tells you what to do in the ninth chapter. When somebody volunteer and bring you something, do you know it's written in the Bible with you how you gonna respond to it? In the ninth chapter there, you know, 
go to hell. But folks might bring you something. And you ain't going to talk about me. You're going to talk about somebody else, huh? So in the ninth chapter, hey, yo, I'm struggling right now, yo. In St. John chapter 9, can you help the national audience out of what I'm looking for in the ninth chapter of the book of, I'm struggling right now. When it comes to pass to you, you don't have to understand something. You got to take a deep breath, and you got to do the 923. Here's what you got to do. When somebody brings you something, it's going to happen. Especially if you're on the right track of some dust and white dummies. What are supposed to do in 923 of St. John? Look what he says here. What do say, oh? The book of St. John 9, verse 23 reads, Therefore said his parents, He is of age. Ask him. You see that? That's what you going to do. When somebody try to sneak up to you and ask you about somebody, you know what I mean? They of age, want you to ask them. Don't you, you, you got to smell a, a rat. You got to uh, know when a betrayal is coming close by you, which is going to come. When they come and want to talk to you about somebody else, huh? and they might cover with you, I'll give you 30 pieces of silver if you tell me about somebody else. That's a rat. And if you do take the money, do you know what Yahweh is going to do for you in the Psalms of Solomon? I'm going to tell you what Yahweh is going to do for you. Go and take the, go and take the 30 pieces of silver. Let me tell you what y'all got written, what you're going to do for you. Let me ask you, in the book of Psalms of Solomon, see, the Bible, this is the greatest piece of limited here, and when you know when you anoint it, because, because you just be pulling sisters out everywhere. You know, they say, they say you know, the African-American Negro, you can't keep the kitchen no more than kitchen stands five minutes to 15 at the moment. This broadcast is three hour plus. And they pack in on the international side and and, they, and when they get to hearing this word, they still think about their old preacher, all that money they don't get. In the Psalms of Solomon, uh, yo, I'm struggling now, but I'm looking for the Psalms of Solomon there, yo. And uh, it's something I want what Yahweh would do to you when you you know what David, see David, he was running away from um, sin, the Benjamite. And, uh, but Saul had ran himself till he got, he got sleepy. He fell out. And then David's men say, hey, can I, can I, I can go over and smite him. He said, no, I'm, no, 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 you don't smite him as a naughty one. No, 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 don't do that. Yahweh put him there, Yahweh take him out. He said, David, I tell you, go over there and cut his garment off and take his shelf off him and bring his sword back and bring everything back while he's laying there sleeping. His guards over there, everybody checking his shed out. Bring all that back to me. Give him a call over to him. He said, um, he said, hey, he's a big king. Stop. He said, that you, David? He said, yeah. He said, um, 
the bodyguards you got around you ain't ain't what two dead flies. Either wear yourself and wear your sword and your fringes and your garments. Where, where they at? Start reaching for yourself. God, dog. He said, David, I, I can't get you, sir, but, I, but you've been anointed from Yahweh. I'm not going to do it. Yahweh's going to take care of you. That's what we try to make. When Yahweh is tired of those fear, he's going to get the fear out. Don't worry about it. You ain't got to be caught enough trying to have a fear of stealing cars and buying houses and doing all that wicked stuff. No, 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 no. You ain't got to put out a bad slant on the fear. When Yahweh is ready for the fear to get out of the way, he's going to do it. Ain't no weapon form against the fear going to prosper or get anybody knowing that Yahweh is going to change. Because you can accusate all you want. It's going to come to nothing. Because Yahweh is going to put on you by receiving that wicked money. He's going to put some on you. And and what he's going to put on you. Hey, 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 you know, I'm kind of struggling right now. But what, but what is he going to put on, on him, Elder, that we can read? Hmm? He's going to put something like he put on, we told something. He, he told something. He thought, wait, I told you leave them, them women alone. Now, what you need with 300 wives, 700 concubines, what do you need all that? Now, what do you need all that? Why don't you leave them other nations alone? He didn't listen. So, Yahweh pushed them on him. Uh, Elder, can you have to see how we put on him that we can read? Uh, should I do a Daniel 2.16? He put some on him, Elder. I can come back with it tomorrow. But I, I don't mind getting it tonight. What do you put on on him, Elder, that we can read? Hmm? What do you put on? I haven't laid my I haven't laid my eyes on it. All right. He put he put some on him, Elder. He put some on him, you know, on old King Solomon. He put something on him that we can read. But uh, I'm struggling right now. On what he put on Solomon, he put some on it, and, and guess what? And when you don't do right, you might get the thirty pieces of silver. Some on you that we can read, and uh, you see, I'm keep I'm keep talking until I get up on it. But right now, I'm struggling right now to find out what he's gonna put on you. I ain't gonna tell you about. I tell you about it tomorrow. That's what I do. Come with me. We're going to broadcast tomorrow at 6 o'clock. And we'll tell you about it, what he's going to put on you. I'll let the elder go step those feet up and let him know what he'll put on you when you receive, you know, uh, I'm a, I'll give you this money if you deliver him up to me. You can't deliver the fear and nobody will know it up until Yahweh wants him to be delivered up. So, and you keep that in your mind. So I'll tell you what, give me Daniel uh, two sixteen on that elbow. We don't worry about it. We just put a we just we just said it to you in Daniel two sixteen. What Look is at that? Daniel two. Look at Daniel two. Verse number sixteen read. Look at Daniel chapter two. Verse number sixteen read. Daniel two, verse sixteen. 
Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. I'll come back with some mom. I come back what happened when you um when you try to go out your way to lie on somebody anointed from Yahweh. When you come back tomorrow and let you know exactly what he's gonna put on you, you just come back tomorrow. So we build airways tomorrow. Now we're not gonna be on airways Tuesday. Back on Wednesday. But but we're not gonna telegraph it what it is and look at WCC. Why we got to wait. Oh why is he telling me that once he tell me then you ain't got to wait. See, uh, come back and, and give me that verse um, in that Daniel uh, 1 verse 10. You know, you know, I want to come back to Daniel 1 verse 10. I want to take care of one more thing in Daniel uh, 1 verse 10. Look at Daniel chapter 1. Verse number 10 reads. Look at Daniel chapter 1. Verse number 10 reads. And the prince of the eunuch said unto Daniel, I fear my Yahweh the king, have appointed your meat, your drink. But why should he see your faces worse, liking than the children which are of your soil? This shall you make me in danger, my head to the king. You see, the children of your soil. See, the children of Israel, the children of Israel, they was um, of your soil. See, that, that's the talk to you. See, the children of Israel, they are well, a different brand of people. They're different from, different from the other people. I thought all of that same color, like Lot Paul told me. Hey, brother, why don't you come together on our color? I said, man, color got nothing to do with it. No, you come together according to the covenant of the Bible. Now we come together for You got to be with the Bible. Your, your color, see, the color is the one going to deliver you up. The cover one is that they're going to come and, and ask you, say, if you close to him, why don't you cover with me and deliver him up to me? See that? So, no, 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 ain't nothing to do with your cover. No, ain't about a cover thing at all. It's about a covenant. A covenant was given to a people to keep, and they made up a final statement about the covenant. Do you know what they said about the covenant? Kim Moses? Hey, what they said in 19, chapter, verse 3 and 7 and 8 of uh, Exodus. See, this ain't about no color. What, you know? No. Listen to what we're saying here. And we're going to preach up that. Ain't about no color. No. I'm not anti-anybody. I'm not, I'm just pro-12 tribes of Israel. Do you know what we saying in Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 and 7 and 8? What was it, you Book of Exodus chapter 19, verse number 3, verse number 17, verse number 7, and verse number 8 reads. Book of Exodus chapter 19, verse number 3 reads. And Moses went up unto Yahweh, and Yahweh called unto him out of the mountain, saying, What shalt thou say to the family of Jacob, and tell the children, family of Israel? Verse number 7. Moses came and called for the elders of the people, and lay before their faces all these words which Yahweh commanded him. Verse number 8, And all the people answered together and said, All that Yahweh has spoken, we will do 
And Moses returned the words of the people unto Yahweh. Israel, that I am Yahweh, 
your Yaqua, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterwards. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall, see, shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Verse 32. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of Yahweh shall be delivered. For as the mount of Yahweh Judah and in Israel shall be delivered, as Yahweh have said, and there's a remnant whom Yahweh shall call. Now look at that. So now, by him reading it right like that, I'm just going for overkill on it. He let you know who he in the midst of in the midst of a people called Israel. He said, I'm your Yahweh and none else. See, a Christian ain't gonna never read that. A Christian Islamic Judaism would never read that verse. He ain't gonna make it plain. He'll run through it like, like a thief in the night. But see, we're gonna pause on that and get some more preach up out of there. Let's go to Isaiah 59. And he's he gonna tell you something. Well, you know it or not, he's going to tell you some good stuff in verse 19 down to verse 21. Hey, yo, you're going to make it plain, and we're going to make it plain to you. We're going to make your mind burn. You understand something? Preaching, your preaching will have to change. Your preaching will have to come clean. You want to come clean. I mean, if you if, if you see the, the mother of the church and the slip hanging, you say, Mother, you're slip hanging. You thank you, baby. You pull a slip up, right? That's how they about the truth of the Bible. Well, you find out, if they find out that they've been teaching wrong, and you show them that you look according to the Bible, you've been teaching wrong here. But the right says, they're supposed to correct that thing. Because these people won't stop making for themselves. And for you, all the time you're playing with him. Huh? Look what it says in Isaiah 59, 19, verse 21. But Isaiah chapter 59. Verse number 19 through 21 reads, Isaiah 59, verse number 19 reads, So shall they feel the name of Yahweh from the west, his greatness from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of Yahweh shall lift up a standard against him. Verse 20, And the Redeemer shall come to Yahweh Judah, now to them that turn from transgression. In Israel, save Yahweh. Verse 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, save Yahweh. My spirit that is upon you, and my word which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, out of the mouth of your seed. Out of the mouth of your seed, seed, save Yahweh, from henceforth and forever. You know, we, we all just play music the rest of the night. But now, you see, you see how, you, how the, your job can be so easy when you read the book right. And, you know, if, if I add anything to the way he broke it down, it's like an overkill. You know, it's just like um, you take your, your baby, the grandbaby to the, the babysitter. You say, now, babysitter, if my grandbaby acts up anyway, you got permission to spank Think of a little bottom, you know, think of bottom, but she can do that. 
you tell your grandbaby, see, now you do better. You're right. I gave a permission to spank your bottle if you pack up. Good. Okay, good. You go back and you come back and pick your grandbaby up. And then your, your grandbaby over there, knees all busted up with a baseball bat. Well, God damn. I didn't tell you to put no baseball bat to him. I just spanked his bottle. And you went, you put an overkill, and that will happen to you. You put an overkill put on you, children of Israel. See, it's an overkill been put on you. You didn't to go through all this right here. The other nations have put an overkill on you. They got you now, that you African-American, Christian, you eat a hog. January the first day, you're supposed to eat all the hog, you get your mouth on. Bigger chapter 11 said, don't eat it, don't even touch it. They got you eating Chinese food and tell you don't seek their peace, know their prosperity. They got you all over the place. They're going to put overkill on you. So remember, at one point time, you knew where you were. Right now, our job is much bigger because right now you, you, you don't even know who you are. See, our job, and that it was prophesied that was happening in uh, 14 verse 12. We did uh, it St. John 14 verse 12. See, our job is a, it's a, it's a, you know, this is a big job that's on our hand. That's why if you can get in and get in where you fit in at, land, school, bank, a lot of radio, things, you know what I mean? Get in there and get in, because our people in bad shape. Don't you want to help your grandmama out and your aunties out before they get up out of here, don't say, and they ain't going past no stars moving the sky. If they ain't keeping the, the law, statutes, and the commandments, they're going to bun you in the fire. Don't you want to tell them that? Don't you want your grandbaby to come to a school fresh out of them temples to understand they ain't got but one name? You got to keep sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. Don't you want to leave them that legacy? So help us help you. Land, school, banquet hall, radio station. We need our own. We had our own once before. What do you mean, Latter day say, where you had that once before? We did have it once before. Hold that point, Ella. Where we got to hold that point? Let me show you we had it once before, and it was on record. Let's go to EZRA chapter 4, verse 12. But it's always some snitch that uh, will snitch you out and put the thing on you. But once upon a time ago, you did have some things. You know, it's a record of it. Your preacher just not going to read it. I'll tell you what we'll do. We want to ask the next. Big Digger Terry said, well, where you at? Where, when, where, when was you on top one month time ago? Read them up. Easy already. Ever. 4-12. Read a bit, Ellen. The book of Ezei, Ezra, chapter 4, verse number 12 reads, Be it known unto the king, that Yagdad Judah, which came up from you to us, into the land of Yagdad Judah, building the rebellious and bad city, that set up the wall thereof, and joined the foundation. Verse number 13, Be it known, now unto the king, that if this city be built and the walls set up again, then will they not pay toll, tribute, and custom, so that shall damage the revenue of the king. Verse 14. And because we have maintenance, because we have maintenance from the king's palace, 
and it was not meet for us to see the king's dishonored. Therefore have we sent and certified the king. Verse 13, that search may be made in the book of the records of your fathers. So shall they find in the book of the records and know that this city is a rebellious city, hurtful unto kings and provinces, and that they have moved sedition within the same old time for which cause was this city destroyed. Verse 16, we certify the king that if this city be built again, and the walls thereof set up by the, this means, thou shalt have no portion on this side of the river. Verse 17, Then sent the king an answer unto Rehom, the chancellor, unto Shemshayah, the scribe, and to the rest of their companions that dwell in Samaria, and unto the rest beyond the river, peace, at such a time. Verse 18, The letter which you sent unto us have been plainly read before me. Verse 19, And I commanded, and search have been made. And it is found that the city of old times have made insurrection against kings, and that rebellion and sedition have been made therein. Verse number 20, There have been mighty kings also over Yachtah Judah, which have ruled over all countries beyond the river, and told tribute and custom was paid Unto them. Did you hear the man saying? He said it is reckless a once upon a time ago. The children of Judah, the one you call today, Christian, African American, and Negro in color and super cool, once upon a time ago, everybody came and paid them. It was mighty kings over them. Didn't you hear what they said in the book of Daniel? We read in 1 verse 3 or 4. Bring the king's seed out. Here's a here. Here go your precepts. Once one time ago, forefather was mighty king. Princess. Mighty. And the world came and brought you, they 10%. They used to get 10%. See, you used to be the nation that every, that's why Yahweh put you in Ezekiel 5 5. It's the reason he put you right there in Ezekiel 5 5. What does what, what is, what is Ezekiel 5 5 say, uh, you know? The book of Ezekiel 5, verse number 5 reads Book of Ezekiel, chapter 5, verse number 5. Let's say Yahweh. This is Yachtah Judah. I set it in the midst of the nations and countries that are round about her. You see that? And your country went 1,500 miles forward direction, and everybody understood one thing. They could make a move without you. Everybody come to you and drop their 10% down to you once one time ago. That's why they cut you off from being a nation. That's why you got these preachers hearing you up as they may have you call yourself Christian, 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 Christian. No, see, right? You're the biblical Israelites in the Bible, 12 tribes. Your birth certificate is Exodus chapter 1, and none of you is called Christian. None of you is called Latino, Mexican, Puerto Rican, uh, Jamaican. No, them the slave names that been imposed on you. 
16, when you read, if you read this, they said, look at, look, listen to verse 19 again, Ill. look what it says in, in verse EZRA 419. No, read verse 18, what the king said he did plainly. Wait, what the king do in verse 18? The book of Ezra, EZRA, chapter 4, verse number 19.
Can I keep the sixty million accounts? Anyway, that we'll join them. You hear? You hear? We'll join them. We'll join them. Now, what you reading there? We just read uh, the book of Thomas, verse yeah. number three. Yeah, what does it say in verse three? The book of Thomas, verse number three reads, Now, quite the son said, If those who lead you say to you, See, the kingdom is in the sky, then the birds of the sky will precede you. If they say to you, It is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Brother, the kingdom is, in, the kingdom is inside of you, and it is outside of you. When you come to know yourself, then you will become known. You will realize that it is you who are the son of the living father. But if you will not know yourself, you dwell in poverty, and it is you who are that property. <laughs> so you guys know yourself. Listen, Christianity is my other religion. You are bloodline people, see, right? Israel is a life. It's not a religion. Do you know it's not a religion? No. What religion is that? No, it's not a religion. It is a bloodline in, in Numbers chapter 1. See, we have to always edify. No. When you saying you are to Israelites, you're not talking about being talking. You're talking about from the Bible's perspective. Do you know in the Bible perspective it talks about in Numbers chapter 1? Listen with the words they use. See, that's why you got to be edified by the sixty on account. Uh, Israelite is not a religion. It's not something you can get in and get out. You can get in, you can just be a Christian and become a Muslim. You'll be a Muslim and become a Christian. But this is a bloodline. Listen, let, let those seers show you in the Bible that we talk about a bloodline. Let's go to Numbers chapter 1. We're going to Numbers chapter 1, 1 down to verse number 4. We're going to do a little edifying real quick. Because spirits to edify those that think being an Israelite is a, a religion. No. Listen. Let's see what you're supposed to do according to Numbers chapter 1. And I see reason why I won't first one read it, I won't know who's talking in the first two lines that my actor to how many letters is this. I need the first two lines, then I'm gonna ask you a question, Elder, how many letters is this? I won't make sure we know who's talking. Numbers one one, two lines. The book of Numbers, chapter one, verse one. And y'all quite speak of the Moses. In the wilderness. And Yahweh spoke to Moses in, in the wilderness. Hey, how many letters is that, Elder? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. Okay. Verse 2. Verse number 2. Take you the sum of all the congregation of the family of Israel after that family by the house of their fathers. With the number of their name, every male, 
by their poles. Now you see it? Now he gave an order. He gave an order to the children of Israel that was in the wilderness. You know, all the lesson in Acts chapter uh, 7, they say they, they put the word called the church on the children of Israel, but that's another lesson. And what happened in verse 4? Verse number 4. And with you there shall be a man of every tribe, every one head of the family of his father. And, and, and he said, make sure that it be a man that run things. Make sure the head of the family be the man. You know what he said? That was Yahweh said. Make sure that you don't have um, the need of Biden or George Miles running nothing. So who run it? Is who run it in verse 4? Verse number four, and with you there shall be a man of every tribe, every one head of the house of his fathers. Now look at that. Now look at the latter day saints. Now you are now see now you are willing to open up something now. But we got yeah. Everybody got a place to play. Everybody have a role to play. But if you want to play Bible, let's play Bible. Now hold that one. Let me y'all get a precept on that. In, in the book of Numbers, we, I, I'm, look, everybody got a place in the Bible. Everybody got a place. You got to know your place. That's all. And um, book of Numbers, there, I'm struggling right now, but uh, Moses came and put a petition in the Yahweh about something, and we get back to what we own in a minute. But he made a, a petition in the 27th chapter. Now, this is what Moses, 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 Went to Yahqua and made him a kick. He asked Yahqua a question. And all we want to do is see what he says in Numbers chapter 27. And we want to see what Robert said to precept what we just got to read. We go on to the 27th chapter. And uh, what, what did we say around about 15? What verse is that around about um, uh, 15? What do 15 down to verse 17 say? Listen, so listen now, Snorri. This is simple. When they jump you, don't just try to all of a sudden come back and bump your gums with them. Take a deep breath and just hear the precepts. Because the precepts is how you get understanding. See? So now if you see it's not the precept of the Bible, you know what God is about, how the need abides. And George Myers and other couple more and more women that be bumping their gums up there. But you know it's not scripture wise. How you know? My sister. And we'll pick up at verse number. We'll pick up at 15, 15 and 17. My sister. 15 and 17. Let's preach that. What does it say? The book of Numbers, chapter 27, verse 15 and verse 17 reads. 15. Book of Numbers chapter 27, verse number 15 read. And Moses spake unto Yahweh, saying, verse number 16, let Yahweh, the Yahweh of the spirits of all flesh, to the man over the congregation. Verse 17, which may, verse 17, which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of Yahweh be not 
as sheep which have no shepherd. You see that? So you see, I don't care how smart you are, but who leads the congregation is a man. I don't care how smart you are. You may have all the degrees in the world and your father might be in the past and he got you right. But when it comes down to head of a congregation, according to Moses at Yahweh, and, and Moses said, if anything was wrong with that, Yahweh would have corrected him. Now we're going to read it again, and then we're going to know it preached up on it. We're going to 27, chapter 15 through 17 again in number. Take your time, the elder, because listen this here. We might not tell anybody. A woman have her place, but she don't lead man. Not in the congregation. She might be the president might be whatever. But when you take that robe off, when you take all that off and come home and put a key in those, see? You might have bet she might be uh, the cat banging that bust inside the head all day long. But when you get home, see? Did the book say? Yeah, I think the Bible says. See, if, if, we, if we come back to the Bible, Yahweh is going to intervene. Long we don't come back to the Bible, then Yahweh is going to do the um, Hosea 5.15. Hey, hey, yo, what is that Hosea 5.15 that Yahweh going to do? The book of Hosea 5, verse number 15 reads, book of Hosea, chapter 5, book of Hosea, chapter 5. Verse number 15. Hosea 5, verse 15 reads, I will go and return to my place until they acknowledge their offenses and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. He said, I'm going to go back and watch you. He said, I'm going to go back and watch you with you organized according to the Bible or you are, no, or you are organized the cause of the position you've been put in the world. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to see what you come back to this Bible and do a no, I don't, I don't like that part of that. That's why it tells you plainly what kind of man you got to get. You just can't get any kind of man. Because if you get any kind of man, that man, you got to get a Bible man in 37 verse 12 and 15. See, so I tell you what kind of man to get. See, that's why you got to you got bring him to school and we're going to show you what kind of man that your daughters, your grandbabies got to be looking out for? Not old, old Lucky Jack and old Slick Rick. No. You got to train them up to have them a 37 verse 12 man and 15 of Sirach. Where's that The book of Sirach, chapter 37, verse number 12, verse number 15 reads, Surah 37, verse 12. But be continually with a Yahweh man, whom you know to keep the commandments of Yahweh, whose mind is according to your mind, and will serve with you, if you shall miscarry. Verse 15. And above all this, pray to the Most High, that he will direct your way into. You see that? You see that? So he's letting you know. 
see where you make your mistake at, you go grab a man because he got a position and a job that can help you advance yourself and find out this man's the worst thing you ever, you ever can take a pick at because you went at it wrong. You're supposed to get you a young wildly man that you know that keeps the law back in the commandments. He's going to make sure he do the right thing with you. But you go out and get any kind of man because he can get you a better position. Oh, I got to get him. I got to be a basketball player. I got to get him because he's a doctor or a lawyer. And because he told my parents, yes, ma'am, and no, sir. No. See, this is where the school is so important at. We're going to get the babies out of pamphlets and show them. You don't just get with any relationship. Make sure the relationship is um is Acts chapter one. See, we're gonna show them even in the Bible the relationship of the Bible. Chapter one, is We go and show you what we gonna teach. That's why help us help you. Don't you wanna help your grandmama before she get up out of here? Don't you help this baby before they get to grade school? See, we're gonna teach them this. We're going to teach them about one, we're going to do what we're going to teach them in school. What you uh, what you going to teach in school? Uh, Yahweh brought them to his life. I'll show what we're going to teach in school. We're going to teach this. We're going to teach one, Acts chapter one, verse number, what I want here. Make that Luke. Luke one here. Thank you. We're going to teach Luke chapter one, five and six. That's what we're going to teach. What's what the school going to be about over there when you get to school, land, banquet hall, and a radio station? What are we going to teach? Oh, we're going to teach uh, Luke chapter 1. We're going to teach Luke 1, 5, and 6. That's what we're going to start at teaching. What is it saying, Luke chapter 1, verse 5 and 6? Book of Luke chapter 1, verse 5, verse number 6 reads, Luke chapter 1, verse 5. It was in the days of Herod, the king of Yachad, Judah, Certain priest named Zacharias of the court of Abijah. His wife was the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Verse number six. And they were both righteous before Yahweh, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of Yahweh, blameless. See, we gonna teach you both got to be right. Well, 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 where's, where's your better half at all? He, 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 he at home was, he at home washing the car somewhere. No, no, we're going to keep looking here. A relationship with the Bible, you both got to be on the same page. You both got to be right. You both got to be keeping the law back in the command. You here and, and he somewhere else, or she here and you somewhere No, it don't work like that. See, we're going to teach that at the school. That when you get in a relationship, you both got to be right. Huh? And we're not going to have you all over the place. Uh, case in point, the 36 chapter 1 through 15. We might get out the way. You know what I mean? That's the way it went. And number, we come back and take it all that. See, we're we going to tell you regardless what the Bible says. See, we ain't going to back down from you. Matter of fact, we're going we're gonna to do Proverbs 30, verse 30 on you. Hey, hey, yo, what is saying Proverbs 30, verse 30? What are we going to do on you? Book of Proverbs, chapter 30, 
Verse number 30 reads, Book of Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. Verse number 30 reads, Book of Proverbs 30. Verse 30. A lion, which is strongest among beasts, and turneth not away for any. Wing a bad down from you, not a great strength. Wing a bad down from you, church out of New York. Wing a bad down from you, regardless how you pull the plug on the radio station and the WCC. We ain't even bag down. We gonna put some books on the table. That's simple as that. We never bag down from you, no. We gonna church the Bible thing. That's all we gonna do. Now, we show you in the 36th chapter of Numbers what happened to you if you don't follow the Bible and pay it on never mind. Hey, what it says in 36, 1 through 5, 1 through 15. Let's see what he say. Listen, listen to what he say. I, I, I mean, if I don't get a chance to check you out the rest of the day, maybe I'll check you out tomorrow. But see, we got you. Listen, we can help you. But help us help you. Land, school, baseball, radio station. We're going to show your grandmama they've been told on, and we'll get the babies right from the, out of the pamphlet that you don't just jump up in a relationship because he, he got uh, long shoes on. Or he can get you in a better position. You both got to be righteous in your life. And another thing you got to do, Numbers 36, 1 through 15, listen to it. What do you say? Because Numbers 36, verse number 1 through 15 reads, Numbers 36, verse number 1, And the chief fathers of the family of the children of Gilead, the son of Makar, the son of Manasseh, of the families of the sons of Joseph came near and spake before Moses, before the princes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel. Verse number two. And they said, Yahweh commanded my Yahweh to give the land for an inheritance by lot to the children of Israel. And my Yahweh was commanded by Yahweh to give the inheritance of Zelophehad, our brother, unto his daughter. Verse number three, if they be married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the family of Israel, then shall their inheritance be taken from the inheritance of our fathers. They shall be put to the inheritance of the tribes whereunto they are received. So shall they be taken from the lot of our inheritance. Verse number four, when the jubilee of the family of Israel shall be, then shall their inheritance be put unto the inheritance of the tribe, whereunto they are received. So shall their inheritance be taken away from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers. Verse number five. And Moses commanded the family of Israel according to the word of Yahweh, saying, The tribe of the sons of Joseph has said well. Verse six. This is the thing which Yahweh doth command concerning the daughters of Jelophehad, saying, that the marriage to whom they, they think best only to the family of the tribe of their father shall they marry. Verse number seven. So shall not the inheritance of the family of Israel 
We move from tribe to tribe. For every one of the children of Israel, family of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of their tribe, of their fathers. Verse number eight. And every daughter that possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the family of Israel shall be wife to one of the family of the tribe of her father. That the children, family of Israel may enjoy every man the inheritance of his father. Verse number nine. He shall the inheritance removed from one tribe to another tribe. But every one of the tribe of the family of Israel shall keep it up to his own inheritance. Verse number 10. Even as Jacob commanded Moses, so did the daughters of Jehoshaphat. Verse 11. For Malak, Terzak, Haggiel, and Melchi, Noah, Noah, the daughters daughter of Zelophehad, were married to their father's brother's son. Verse 12. And they were married to the families of the sons of Manasseh, the sons of Joseph. And their inheritance remained in the tribe of the family. And they were married into the family of the sons of Manasseh, the sons of Joseph. And their inheritance remained in the tribe of the family of their fathers. Verse 13. These are the commandments and judgments, which are quite commanded by the hand of Moses unto the family of Israel, to the plains of Moab, by Jordan, near Jericho. Can't marry outside of your tribe. Do you do do you know what happened if you marry according to the Bible outside of your tribe? Do you know what was Yahweh told Moses about the children of Israel in verse three and four? Oh, I married outside of my tribe. Do you know what Yahweh says about that in verse three and four? This is good numbers thirty six three and four. What he says about you marrying. Outside of your tribe. What do you think? Book of Numbers chapter 36. Verse 3. Verse 4 reads. Number 36. Verse 3. And if they be married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the family of Israel. Shall the inheritance be taken from the inheritance of our fathers. To the inheritance of the tribe. For which they are received. So shall it be taken from the lot of our inheritance. Verse number four. And when the jubilee of the family of Israel shall be, then shall their inheritance be put unto the inheritance of the tribes whereunto they are received. So shall their inheritance be taken away from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers. See, they can get up the line and grade school come out the temple. I don't care how good the other nations look to you. It's forbidding you to hook up with them in that bit uh, relationship, that family thing. No. You lose your inheritance to Yahweh. Oh, you might gain plenty in the world. Guess what? But according to Yahweh, you lose. Read the last verse in that 36 chapter. Send it to this. 36. The book of Numbers 36, verse number 13. These are the commandments and judgments which Yahweh commanded by the hand of Moses unto the family of Israel in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho. See, 
You know, we don't know these things. That's why it's so important to support this ministry. See, when we put the school together, we're going to train the babies out of out of temple. Don't, you can do business with the other nations, but don't marry them. Because you lose your inheritance and you're not what? They live there. Okay? Now, but suppose you're dead. Man, well, then he got he, he got he answered that question too. Let's go to ERA. Right. Look what he do. Oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know my captain never. I paid him my tithe, free with all the donations. He never told me that. Oh man, what happened? Oh, okay. Well, we'll find out. Let's go to ERA chapter nine, and we'll find out what the Bible says. Oh no, time takes. Particularly verse number two. Let's, let's read a little bit. Let's find out. We find out the Bible says, I mean, listen, we're not asking anybody. If we don't do what Yahweh tells us to do, if, you know, I don't want to face the man not knowing that he is told what to do to them. Because a lot of people think that these cross marriages are just a good thing. You know, but yeah, according to the world. But what does the Bible say in verse two? And we'll give you the answer. What do you do behind it according to scripture? We ought to come in after read. Think of verse 2. EZRA. Because EZRA. Two. Book of Ezra. EZRA. Chapter 9. Verse number 2 reads. For they have taken their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the righteous seed have mingled themselves with the people. Of those lands. Yea, the head of the princes and ruler have been chief in this trespass. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what, what is that again? By taking your daughter and taking your daughter and your son and meeting with the inhabitants of the land. What is that word again in that last word? This is a what? In this trespass. You got the man the same? That's a trespass. When you get somebody that's not of your tribe, that's a trespass in the eyes of your mighty one. Is that is y'all reading with me? Good. Verse three. The book of Ezra, E Z R A, chapter nine. Verse number three reads When I heard this thing, I rent my garment and my mantle, plucked off the hair of my head, and of my beard. And sat down, astonished. Hey, that you see did. When he heard that this what he was doing, he said he ripped his garment. Yeah, the fear of the body had fringes on, and he had a beard on his face. Yes, he did. He said he plucked his beard. When he heard Peter the Benjamin was doing, Judas Benjamin Levi was doing, he said he plucked on half his head. He said he pulled his beard off. He said he wants to just sit down behind it. So you see, the seer's job is not a lack of a job. But when he heard what you were doing with these cross marriages and all this stuff and then you were doing, the seer just, he messed his garment up, some fringes on it. Yeah, he had a garment on with fringes on He wasn't wearing no, uh, no gay suit or tie no vest. No, he wasn't wearing that. That's thick and and what happened next? What else did he do in verse number four? Verse number four. 
Then were assembled unto me every one that trembled at the word of Yahweh of Israel, because of the transgressions of those that have been carried away, that said astonished unto the evening sacrifice. Here is world, so he called all the big dignitaries. Because their job, call them all them big dignitaries over. And he looked at because he didn't tell that the fear was, 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 was the real deal back in the day. Real fear don't never mind today. See, back in the Bible, point else, in 1 Samuel 16, this is how they used to act in the Bible when the fear came and came around. But now you fear fear don't never mind today. So let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what your forefathers and mothers did back in the days when those fear came to visit you. In the 16th chapter, verse number 3 and 4. Let's see what it says in the 16th chapter. So let me show you how it was in the days of the Bible when those fear came in your presence. Verse 3 and 4. Book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 3, verse number 4 reads. Verse Samuel 16, verse number 3. He called Jesse. To the sacrifice, I will show thee what thou shalt do. Thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. Verse number four. And Samuel did that which Jacqua spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.